This is Papa Smurf. You're listening to Our Lifestyle, the podcast with ODB and the mayor. Yo, 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 it's our Lifestyle Podcast, coming at you guys with another episode. Are we on 302? I can't even keep up at this point. Uh, we want to thank everyone for continuing to come back here. I'm going to try to link up with Miggity Mike the Bear this week, but I know that he has been kind of inundated with his side businesses and doing his own thing, so we'll have to see what happens. Uh, I'm on target to record with some good people this week. That will be for some upcoming episodes. So again, thanks for coming back. Episode 302. Much, much appreciated. Now we want to thank at the top Custom Car Show Productions, including Scraping the Coast, Bayou Showdown, which is under that umbrella, and of course, Orange Beach Invasion. Shout out to the entire family. Their next event is the weekend before Thanksgiving. It's going to be in Slidell, Louisiana. OLP will be there. Come on out and rock with us. So this episode, I think what we're going to end up doing is, uh, I think I'm going to take you guys down a little bit of a story at the end where I talk about my mini trucking history. Okay, and it goes back really to 25 years ago this month. Of course, I was reading the magazine back that I can remember as back as like 93, trucking, mini trucking sprinkled in there a little bit, but really getting my truck in August of 97, I've been wanting to do this, so I think I'm going to bring you guys through that story. So I appreciate um, everyone that will kind of listen through this episode. If you're a new listener, make sure you follow and or subscribe. Now, because Biggity Mike the Mayor is out, I think we're going to try to call Riggity Rubin and see if we can get him on the book. He's been super busy, so let's get him on the horn. I'm going to call him now. I got this old home phone here. I got to do the little rotary dial deal and then uh, see if we can get him on the phone. Yo, so I just dialed Ruben on my old rotary phone here, and we I think I got the book on the phone. How you doing, my brother? Jay, I'm doing great, man. Uh, happy to be back on. It's been a, been a hot minute since I've been on. You've had some good stuff going on. We'll you know talk about some of it. We want to thank CS Metalworks. I've continued to tell everyone, of course, you're there right now, but shout out to Chris, you, the entire team there that brings together so many awesome rides. You can go to cs-metalworks uh, with a K- K-S, so metalworks.com. You can also find CS Metalworks on Instagram. Hit them up if you need air suspension products, airbags, valves, AccuAir, you name it. Ruben, you guys are slanging it all day, every day. Yeah, even on weekends, man. Even you know after hours, we are here. Uh, Chris really, really burns a midnight oil here. <laughs> yeah, that's a good thing, man. You know, you can't be an over-the-top shop unless you're coming off the top ropes. So we know Chris, he can come off them top ropes. You sure can. Well, man, I've been wanting to link up with you a little bit. Um, before we jump into talking about some of the stuff you've had going on, you had texted me, um, you know, this last episode recap, you had texted me after the Allen Paradise audio. And I really appreciate, you know, the good word. And, you know, we've become great friends over the course of time. But it was pretty cool to hear from the man himself that commissioned the original OG mini truck and logo, huh? Yeah. You know, it's funny. I've, I don't think I've ever met him in person or maybe I have, and, and I'm just, you know, getting old here and just don't remember, but 
Wow, you know, that's got to be up there in my top five interviews that you've done, man. And uh, wow, that's all I can say is, you know, I I think I'm going to have to go back and re-listen to that one. Just, you know, there might have been something I've missed, but man, you know, that man, you know, that he is a staple in our scene, you know, no pun intended. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, rest in peace to his Dear friend Steve Stillwell, of course we gave a little nod to Steve, and uh, but I appreciate the good word. But you know, like it, we always say, it always goes back to all the enthusiasts, the early builders in our scene from you know late '60s, '70s, '80s, of course, and '90s and beyond that kind of make this scene of ours go round. So, um, you know, thanks for the good word. The last episode recap brought to you by, of course, Lone Star Throwdown. Although they are sold out for the show vehicles, you can still fly, fly into Lone Star Throwdown. It's the last weekend of February. We'll see you in Conroe. But, dude, man, like, so you've had a lot of good stuff going on, right? I mean, I don't want to, you know, maybe go into all of it, but, like, you know, you got you got this new relationship, you CS Metalworks, you're hustling out there, but you're enjoying your time in California as well, right? Oh, yeah, most definitely. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm here close to my son, and um, he just um, he just had a birthday. It turned a big 16. Um, I, well, I'm not going to say I surprised him, but um, I did buy him a car. You know, it's his now. I gave it to him on his birthday, and um, and you know he's he's stoked because of that. He just started school yesterday. He started his junior year, and um, you know I I, I got to get him his license. You know, so he could be driving this car. And he uh, he's got a he's got an Amazon list of you know, of, of the stuff he wants to do on his car. Now it's not a mini truck. It's a Miata. He, he likes the tuner stuff. So, you know, I, I, you know, it is an import, you know, so I get it. You know, that's the stuff he likes and, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not knocking him. You know, I'm just glad that he's enthused about cars in general. So, um, you know, that being said and all, you know, I did tell him, I'm like, okay, you know, before we start, you know, tricking the thing out and whatnot and, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna make it safe and sound. So he's got an Amazon list of, you know, basic, um, wear items that need to be replaced and, you know, maintenance stuff that we need to get to. But, you know, I bought the car from a guy here at the shop that had actually two, two Miatas. It's a 1990 Miata. And, um, I don't know what it is with this kid, but that's what he wanted, you know, and he wanted, you know, to, to, you know, Static dropped, and the car is on coilovers with, I think they're 15, 8 reversed wheels, some Japanese wheels. And the car was actually, at one point, a track car. So it's got a bunch of, it's got a bunch of performance stuff already done to it, and a bunch of performance parts already on it. So, you know, the car is still street legal and whatnot, but... um you know, yeah, yeah, he's excited about it, and, and you know what, that, that makes me excited. So, you know, we got that going on, and, you know, uh, personal life uh, couldn't be better. Um, I got my passport. I'm going to be doing some traveling here pretty soon in the next month or so, and um, I'm looking forward to it, you know. Well, what a better way to end out the year, you know, doing a little traveling, and then we got SEMA coming up, and we're finishing a, a, a build here at the shop that I think is going to turn some heads, and or at least we hope so. And, you know, life is good. Yeah, I'm glad to hear it. And if you think about going back to the Mazda Miata, think about how we all think the Mazda B-Series pickup is so popular. The Mazda Miata, I just went through, it's going to post uh, before this episode, but on our YouTube channel, 
uh, issue 67 of Mini Trucker Magazine. And ironically, you have a tech article in there. How crazy is that? But there's also a tech article in there where they do Mazda, Mazda Miata door handles on a truck. And that's still a mod that you'll still see here and there. Right. And I believe that was on Tom Lepz's, uh Blue Mazda, if I remember right. I think so. And then the I tech so. article. Yeah, the tech article that uh, you're talking about, I think uh, we did that over at Brian Gendro's shop. Yeah, the chop shop. If I, mean, if I remember. How right. ironic. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And then, of course, you said you got the a big kind of something you guys have been working on at CS Metalworks. And again, you guys can check out CS-Metalworks with an a, with an S. Uh, they're on Instagram as well. Send them a DM. Um, and, and if you need parts, the, you know, Chris will do the best he can to help you out. But, you know, that's a good thing, right? Because, you know, there's a lot of good going on in the world. There's some crazy stuff always. But, you know, I try not to get caught up with the crazy stuff because there's too much fun, whether it's a relationship a build, you know, your son. I mean, dude, the big one six for Jacob. I mean, Preston, he looks like he's twenty two. He's gonna be sixteen in October. I mean, dude, these kids are towering, man. Right. I mean, man, you get it. I mean, my kid's taller than me. My kid's bigger than me. You know, it wasn't that long ago when I was ta- I was taking this kid into park stores or places in a stroller. Yep, yep. You know, and, and I mean it wasn't it really honestly, it wasn't that long ago. You know, and, and, or having to carry a diaper bag, you know, and, you know, but now it's like, I have these like grown up conversations with them and, you know, it's just a trip, you know, and, and I know you get it. I mean, we have these conversations all the time about kids and life and whatnot. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a great time. It's a great time in, 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 in my life. And, and I know as well as your life. So, you know, life is good. Oh, yeah, and uh, although I was a little sad that Jacob didn't get a B2000 or 2200, I already told Mike he's got a Mazda and he's coming for him, dude. Chrome, billet, you name it. I said, you guys might be in the same class one day, Mike. You better you better go running. <laughs> no, you know, and I'll be honest with you. Like, shortly after I got him this car and we went to go see it and we drove it and I made the deal and everything, and um, he hit me up that he wanted a, uh, a Toyota pickup an 89 to uh 95 you know like my like my white truck yeah and i'm all dude you know here i am i find you a car and i make a deal and i i get it for you and now you want a truck yeah you're you're like that's my truck you're like doing the debo that's my truck jacob (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah you know and and you know but you know it's it you know we'll you know do this thing for a couple years and whatnot and you know, make it into something, turn around and sell it. I mean, that's, that's what I did, you know? Yeah, so sure. if the kid, if that's really something the kid wants, well then, you know, we'll work at it. And, and of course, you know, I'll help him, you know, I, I mean, yeah. but it, again, it, it's that fire that he has, you know, and, and all day I'll get, I'll get IMs or text messages and like, Hey dad, look at this. Or he'll send me something on Instagram of a link or something. And, and it's like, oh yeah, you know, I know that guy, or I know the truck, or whatever. So, you know, that that just again, it it makes me happy that he's happy about it and he finds interest in it. Hey, I dig it, man. I really do. And if you think back, you know, I want to give a huge tip of the cap to all my severed brothers and sisters descending upon severed in the Midwest, right? And NC just had their thirtieth at Slamboree, and of course, last year we've said many times, RA celebrated their thirtieth. But if you would have thought back, right, to the early days, even before the in, the infancy of relaxed atmosphere, you know, you're talking 89, 90, into 91, who would have thought, you know, 30 plus years later, 
you'd still be playing with trucks, man. I mean, that's a passion, ain't it, Ruben? Right. You know, before anything, congratulations to, to you guys and Severed on, you know, your anniversary and, you know, and, and all that. And, and, you know, um, you guys deserve it. You guys have been around a long time and, um, who would ever thought, I mean, we were just stupid kids messing around with these trucks and, you know, getting kicked out of parking lots late at night and, you know, so-called troublemakers. And, but look at us now we're, dude, I'm in my mid fifties and I'm still playing with trucks, you know? And, um, same with all these other guys that, that were, you know, again, you know, we were kids back then, you know, but we've kind of found a niche for ourselves. You know, that's, that's, you know, dude, that's, that's cool. That's exciting. That, you know, that's awesome. You know, who would ever thought? Well, think about this. I, in a new, upcoming street trucks, I, I kind of write about the little thing. I always say time flies, right? We all kind of use that. It's a, I forget what they call it, but it's just one of those, you know, American little sayings. I think it might be said around the world. I don't know, but you know, you hear me say it all the time, but I think it's true. And I kind of go down that bunny trail a little bit in street trucks magazine upcoming issue, but it is crazy to think how fast time flies and, you know, doing these flip throughs. Um, I appreciate you. You had given me some Intel. We just had the white Toyota uh, on the cover when we were doing that flip through. But the ironic thing is that if you think back and all these people, you know, we don't get, you know, we don't get thousands of streams, you know, we're growing our channel still, but you know, if we get 50, a hundred, 150 people that watch one of those flip throughs and they go, Oh my God, I remember that's my buddy. I remember that day. Like, we're so fortunate that like Shartsis and all these editors captured all that gold for us because we, you know, that's kind of our, you know, I don't want to say Bible, but that's, that's what we can look back to. That's our history, you know? Right. And you know, and, and those were the different times. I mean, we didn't have the internet, we didn't have smartphones. We didn't, you know, no one, you were lucky if someone, you know, remembered to get a, a throwaway camera or had a 35 millimeter camera or, you know, or you were lucky enough to get a picture in one of the magazines and, you know, that was pure luck, but, um, it was definitely, um, I was lucky to be, be around back then and to have, you know, people like Mike, you know, to call my friends and, and whatnot. And, um, dude, it was, again, it was, it, I've said it once and I'll say it again. It was just a great time to be around and, and be alive and be a kid and, you know, we'll never, unfortunately, we'll never have a time like that, especially now with technology and whatnot, and whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, but, you know, just think now, everything gets recorded. Everything has, um, there's evidence of everything, good, bad, or indifferent, you know? I'm just glad that some, a lot of the stuff that I lived through, you know, personally, wasn't caught on camera. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. Know? Thank goodness we didn't have cameras, phones back Yeah. Then. You know, you know, as the saying goes, what happens in, Ve- in Vegas stays in Vegas. Not anymore. You know? <laughs> I know, right? I mean, Hank's always on TMZ. Hammer and Hank from Hammer and Weekend where, dude, they're jumping out of, like, um, bushes trying to get photos of him, you know? But he's kind of yeah. like the... Um, yeah. He he. What was that crazy guy that was in the flying and aviation and all that stuff? And uh, DiCaprio played him in a movie. Oh, Howard uh, Hughes. Uh, uh, Howard Hughes. That's one of uh, that should be Dan. You should have saved that one for uh, uh, for Mike. But too bad it's not an eighties movie. <laughs> I know, right? But yeah, Hank's kind of like the Howard. Yeah, Hughes. he wouldn't have saw it anyways. Yeah, exactly. Well, Hank has been texting me saying that, hey, you know, 
he appreciated everyone that went on H-A-M-M-E-R-D WeekendWear.com and ordered the new shirt. So uh, he wanted me to tell everyone that. But, yeah, no, it's been cool that you kind of got your own thing going. You know, you've had some some good life changes, but you're also kind of looking towards the future. And I hope your parents are doing well. I know, you know, they're, um, you know, all of our parents aren't getting any younger. And, uh, you know, I, I, I wish the best for them. You know what I mean? Thank you. Thank you for asking. My parents are older. Uh, they've had their health issues and whatnot. But, you know, it, it's it's funny the way life works out sometimes. And um, it, in that aspect, it's worked out for the better because I am here closer to them. So, you know, I see them every morning. Uh, I stop by the house every morning and, and I have coffee with both of them. So, you know, I, I do get to see them a little bit more frequently now. And, and uh, you know, same with my sister and whatnot and, and her kids and so in, in that aspect, you know, I, I am thankful for that. Thanks for asking. Yeah, for sure. And I know Chris, you know, obviously running a shop, it's not easy. And I think Ludacris is there too, right? The powder coat right, right. and stuff. So you guys team up really well. But, you know, you start thinking about kind of mid-August, right? Kind of midway through that third quarter. We're starting to get sideways, unfortunately, kind of into that Q4, right? But that's the time that the hair starts sticking up on shops, right? Like Chris and all this, because you know you got the little anxiety going with these builds. I know you can't give away a lot, but do you have you know do you have that gut feeling that that this said build in the shop that's kind of deep cover that it's going to potentially make its uh, debut anytime soon? Well, uh, we've 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 had the chassis out at a few shows and we've shown it off, and it's no secret it's a sixty. It's a 62 C10 that we're building for a customer that Chris has actually had it in his possession for the last, uh, I I believe, going on five years. And it it was originally going to be just a driver, just a patina driver. And when Chris got it, it was beyond unsafe. So first and foremost, uh, he went through a lot of the safety portions, uh, stopping and braking and starting and running and you know, to the point where it wouldn't catch fire and wouldn't leave them stranded. And then it just snowballed from there and, um, full chassis. And then, uh, I believe, uh, the cab got switched out and a bunch of rot repair. And before you know it, um, full on full build. And that's where we're at now. We're doing, we're finally, we're finishing the body work. The frame has been done since, um, frame has been done for a while. It's been a roller for a while and we're doing the final body work on it, getting ready for paint. Um, it will be at Dino's and possibly SEMA. So we're still working on all that. Excellent. And, um, I've been trying to get Mike to ship the, his truck out there to Chris and, get a cab flown in from Australia, start from scratch, full frame, you know, billet everything. But, you know, Mike's, uh, he's slacking on his back end, you know what I mean? Yeah, hey, we can make it happen. <laughs> you know, just bring it out here. Mike, let me borrow your credit card. I got an idea. <laughs> credit card? That boy's got cash. Yeah, he's got about? cash, dude. He hangs out with Hank, dude. I mean, I, I see him with duffel bags. They used to call hey, themselves it, the duffel funny. bag boys, man. I don't know what that meant. Right? It, it's funny, man. I, I don't know what happened, but... Ron had to ship Hank out to the Midwest somewhere, and you know, and I've been getting text messages about you know getting in the middle of both of them and talking to Ron about you know shipping Hank back up to the Northwest, and I don't want to get in the middle of that. Yeah, well, shout out to Craig Braid from our Pacific Northwest Connect. He was just at Cruise of the Pines, and you know, I think there's a connection there. I think DB Cooper, I think it was like CB, 
and somehow the name got switched and maybe Hank, because Hank was a paratrooper back in the day. That was how the story went. So, you know, I kind of don't want to talk much about it because, you know, there's a lot of heat on that whole deal, but you just never know. They sure look alike. If you look <laughs> at some of those sketches and you see some of those yeah. pictures of Hank, there are a lot of similarities there. Yeah, those glasses. Those, dude, he's got the same glasses, dude, like frog skin sides, though. You know what I mean? Right. Custom just, made. Just say it. Well, you listen, know. before I let you go, Mike did text me. I know he's had he had a super long day, and he's going to be gallivanting midweek over to Orlando, camping, doing all the fun stuff, right? But I do got um, one question for you, Ruben. If, if we were to ask you the trivia question, okay, Mike's down to a quarter of a tick mark. If he misses this, he's going to have to start paying 100 okay? So I think we're going to have to ask you the trivia since Mike is ditching us again. Okay, I'm, I'll, I'm, I'll play. Now it's time to get serious. All right, so check this out, dude, okay? I know you like hip-hop just as much as I do, right? So I'm going to run this one by you really, really quick here. So check this out. There was This was the fourth single by this rapper. So this was his, uh, his next album. And a lot of people kind of didn't really feel his previous album, right? So he comes back out, and um, he's got this new album that he drops on September 14th, 1990. So we're kind of getting within that scope about a month out, right? So back in 9-0. Now, I'm going to give you, believe it or not, you remember this, Ruben, when, when albums had more than one single. Okay, this one had five singles. I can't give you the name of one of them. But number one was To the Break of Dawn. Number two was The Booming System. Number three was one of my jams, Around the Way Girl. Number four, I can't give you the title because it would give away the album name. Number five is Six Minutes of Pleasure, one of Hank's favorite songs, So I Hear. Okay? So you got to give us, this is for a tick mark for Mike. He's going to owe us 100 if you don't get it. You got to give us the album name and, and we're not going to let you off the hook, Ruben. You got to give us the artist as well. You're kidding, right? <laughs> no. You don't think Mike could get this? Dude, I. I think the only thing that Mike liked was the cover of it because it kind of was like masculinity type stuff. I'm kind of, you know, I'm like, eh, that's not my thing. You know, he, right. you know, but, but I don't know. I don't know if I kind of gave you enough. Um, the only other thing I'll tell you, and I know you, you know, I'm a fiend for this stuff. Marley Mall, uh, was like the main producer of the album, pretty much everything on it. And, and, you know, he's, he's one of the best ever, but do you have any idea? Think back to that era, dude. I remember watching the video from around the way girl. They got all the denim on, they got the airbrush on the back of their jackets, dude. That was the shit dog. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll paint this picture for you back 1990. Okay. Uh, I was doing mini truck, mini trucker shit with my friends okay. and my, I had my extra cap Toyota, All right. uh, hanging around friends in orange County. Um, who did not have that, st- that CD in their truck or whatever. Oh. Uh, LL Cool J. Dude. Mama said, knock you out. Mama said, knock you out. Dude. I freaking love Dude, it, that. Man. Man, that takes me back, dude. I I like it, it. Just dude, that that out that whole album takes me back, dude. Yeah, and I and I know, um, you know, we got a little bit more time, but here's something kind of interesting that was cool is, you know, researching a lot of it. I was a lot younger then. Uh, really, it was like a nod from his grandmother that said basically, you know, mom, you know, right. mama said knock you out was like kind of like hey. Knock, knock the people out that you know told you that they were disappointed on your last album. You know the Walk with the Panther or whatever. But um, I love the track when it kicks in and it says, "Don't call it a comeback. 
I've been here for years. I'm rocking my peers, putting suckers in fear. And that's kind of like what Debo did, and that's where Hank, I think, got some of his bullying from. And we don't condone bullying, you know, but Hank from Hammered Weekend where he, he's kind of a bully. Right. And, you know, I'll, I'll add to this. You didn't mention it, but probably my all-time favorite LL song, The Jingling Baby. Ooh, yeah. Is, yeah, dude, that, that song. I, I don't know. There's something about that song and that time period that, man, that, that just takes me back to, to good old days, man. Yeah, back it's when I was a kid. really a time uh, piece, right? You know, it takes you right back to it. There was Milky, Mil- Milky Cereal. There was Doctor Good or Mister Goodbar, and so many others. But, um, dude, I appreciate you playing. I think now Mike's back up to one point two five. Yeah, I don't. I there. There's one thing new. We got to keep this guy's head above water so he doesn't go missing, like you know, and yeah. on the back of a milk carton or something. You know what I mean? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? CS yep. Metalworks. So it's C underscore S underscore Metalworks on Instagram. Hit Chris Burns and team up, dude. They've got some cool stuff going on. The ice cream van, I think it's still hitting. I'm telling you what, I'm going to be disappointed if, if GTA, you know, there's kind of rumors, maybe there's a new game. I don't know. They had that whole co- the contract that came out with the Dr. Dre songs and all that. But, dude, if they don't have the ice cream van in there and Chris driving it with five stars, right, on GTA, dude, I'm going to be disappointed. You know, they at least got to have something that looks someone like it <laughs> on this next one coming out. You know, yeah. I'm going to be pissed if they don't. Yeah. So. Yeah, we're going to be, we'll put the hammer down. But, uh, Ruben Artiaga, R.A. Ruben. Dude, it's always a pleasure. And give a shout-out for your C1500 page, dog. It's uh, C1500 Nonsense on Instagram. Uh, hit up my page, like it, and we'll like you back. And uh, thanks for having me on, brother. Dude, tell Chris and everyone we said hello. And um, if Hank shows up there trying to put anything in the powder, the powder coat, maybe just steer him clear and tell him to get, you know, get back to doing his other mischievous stuff. Right on, I'll send it back to Ron on a, on a Greyhound or something. Exactly. All right, Ruben, we appreciate you, dog. All right, we out. All right, thanks again, Ruben, for coming on. We want to give a huge shout-out to AccuWare for sponsoring Trivia with Mike. AccuWare.com, you can submit a photo of your vehicle if you have AccuWare. If you don't, certainly look into it. I think it's one of the easiest systems out there to use and uh, we'll have Ryan back on hopefully very soon to kind of talk about some of their latest updates. Accurator.com. Don't forget they also have merchandise, including air fresheners, for sale. All right, the scene update. So I think the big scene update right now is the Severed Ties. Again, they're descending upon Severed in the Midwest. Now, I've already got all the homies, the brothers, the sisters asking, hey, where's ODB? Well, a couple things. One, I wasn't able to go this year. 100% not able to go. And I don't have as much time off. And for over a year, I've had booked to go to California next month. So barring any craziness, I'll be out in California for a Lincoln event. Also, some pop culture, hip-hop related stuff that I want to do. And that's going down third weekend-ish in September. But Severed in the Midwest is going down. This is the 30th anniversary celebration. There's going to be people from all over the country and all over the world. I talked to Toasty former guest. He's going to be in town, of course, up there as well. Um, if you go on Facebook and you type in Severed in the Midwest, uh, you'll see it pop up, Severed in the Mid- Midwest 2022. It's August 20th through the 21st, so it's this weekend, and it's at uh, the Casino Center in Elizabeth, Indiana. So uh, to all my sisters, my brothers, 
everyone that's just going to be a general participant. I've seen NC chime in, RA, a lot of different clubs. Certainly appreciate um, everyone going out there and supporting uh, the cause. I think I remember it was Thomas Cardinal, maybe last year or the year before, he went to the show and he sent me some photos. We were able to use those on Severed Social Media. If you're there and you get any photos of Severed Ties vehicles or maybe just something cool, tag the official Severed Ties Instagram and or Facebook and we'll uh, we'll do our best to kind of reshare some of those. I know Vic and a bunch of the Florida guys are going up there, so safe travel. Some are flying, some are driving. Now, I've driven a long-ass way from Florida to Indiana. That was back in 2012, 10 years ago for Camp and Drag, actually 10 years ago this month, and it is a long drive. But, um, again, for people to come across the world, you also have guys coming from Oregon, Washington, driving, no brakes, uh, not literally, but figuratively, uh, they're going to be there. And, of course, Matt Weathers, Pig Rig, shout out to the big homie. He's going to be gallivanting, and hopefully he'll be able to kind of feed me some good photos, some truck smut, if you will, and then we'll get that posted. But, again, Severed in the Midwest 2022. It's in Elizabeth, Indiana. And, again, everybody have a good time. I know they're going to do the big group photo. Uh, luckily, I was there for the 10th. I was there for the 20th. Didn't make the 25th, which I think was at Slamboree. And I'm not making this one, so hopefully I'll be ready and primed for the 35th in five years, give or take. So that's one of the big updates there that's going down in the scene. Um, so I wanted to share that. Again, the hashtag, I'll be glued to severed ties. Um, that'll give us uh, a lot of good intel. Uh, the Spark Show seemed to go over really well. Adam Tripp had posted, wow, with a couple of lightning emojis. I like it, Adam. Uh, there aren't enough words to use to describe this weekend and how amazing it was. Bottom line was it was the ninth annual event, so next year is going to be number 10. Please, if you mark down or if you know if you want to go to one show that's a little bit outside what you've been to or maybe you just want to go to something different, come to the Spark Show next year in August. It'll be the 10th annual. I got to tell myself to, to go no matter what. I'm continuing to build up some time, so I think that's going to help me. I would love to get back up there. I went... Um, a couple years in a row now, I think when I recorded last week, I said the last time I had been there was 2019. That was a fib. Technically, it was, I think it was 2020. So um, I drove overnight. I think I worked from home that Friday. I worked like a half day, and then I peeled out or something like that. Um, but I was able to make it, and I'm looking forward to doing that. Now, a lot of people are like, well, man, where's ODB Ben? I've made some really good progress I'll talk about probably on the next episode with my shop at home, which is kind of my garage because I don't have a garage. I have the shop. But on top of that, I've, I've been waiting patiently for Jimmy to bag the car with all the Devious Customs parts, including some of the air suspension pieces I got from Chris at CS Metalworks, like the Universal Air Tank and other parts. So thanks to him. Max Dooley contributed by getting me the Viera compressors. And I've got some really nice jewelry slash eye candy that's going to all come together. But i got to get Jimmy to install it. He's been super busy. All kinds of crazy builds. Jimmy's running customs. You guys know uh, he's the man. And uh, But once I get the car done, I'm going to feel a little bit better about going to some shows. Uh, i got a lot of money tied up in, in some of the things I want to do. And, you know, i got to hustle and stay focused on that. Of course, we'll be, you know, probably the next show... Um, that I'm going to be at with a car is, I don't know, maybe later this year, I would hope. But um, if not, I, I got to have it by Eastbound Get Down. 
but I don't know if I'm going to go to EBGD, e, e, Eastbound, EBGD. I don't know if I'm going to go to that in January. You know, Mike's trying to put a gun to my head. Uh, it was a water gun and, and say that I need to pre-register. I was like, look, Mike, I don't tell you what to do. Don't tell me what to do, man. <laughs> so we will see, but um, that's that's a couple things going down. So shout out to Dizzy. We had Tater on last week and, of course, Adam kind of uh, running the puppet strings over there. Uh, you had Lee Farmer. He had posted the Spark Show was great, and I love seeing all the photos from you know the space cabs, the the blue suburban, the full size Chevys. You name it, uh, man. There's so much good stuff going on up there. So again, congratulations, guys. Uh, Craig Braid, as I mentioned earlier, he was boots on the ground up in uh, f- up for uh, Northwest Cruise to the Pines, and he posted a lot of photos. He sent us some. So shout out to the crew. Um, I do want to do kind of a wrap up. Uh, I was not able to, unfortunately, get to any kind of pre-audio. Uh, we do our best, but kind of with the summer, we're doing best of every other week, and it kind of throws a little wrench into things. But we still cover the scene the best we can, and I say congratulations to all the kinfolk. I want to say thanks to Matt Middleton. He was up there, uh, of course, big dog Matt Middleton. Uh, he was up there signing the Hammered Weekend Wear banners, but he had the OLP G.I. Joe uh, shirt on, right? So I really appreciate um, him rocking that and big ups to Michelle for her recent success and Matt for all that they're uh, doing to to kind of represent in the scene of ours. Uh, You had Relax at the Spark Show, so Justin Santos, shout out to the big homie. I don't give Justin enough credit. Uh, He's a cool dude. He knows how to drive as well. Uh, He's a good dude, and I love seeing him out there at the shows, and he had a lot of good photos, including the Boones, Michelle Boones, uh, toaster box, love that thing, and uh, shout out to to Michelle and everyone that continues to to represent the scene and do the damn thing. Sean Rose says I received a special gift today from John Sweet. I truly appreciate this. In two years, things have changed so much from doing from just doing a turn and burn to setting up a booth. So again, much love and success to Sean Rose. He's one of the greatest guys out there doing things for the right reason, and I can't give him enough credit. I got to get Ron, Riggity Ron Perkins on, man. He's been on on the DL, him and Hank, but I guess gallivanting. But he posted a photo back in a Ram, little recap of uh, Northwest Cruise of the Pines, and an accomplishment I missed three years ago, doing the cruise in a Ram from New York. Dude, pretty cool stuff. Shout out to Riggity Ron. Hope he's doing well. Those are a couple of the scene updates. Uh, again, the scene updates brought to you by the fine folks over at Garage Gear Clothing. Visit garagegearclothing.com. You, you say, why? Well, they have stuff for guys, ladies, children, and it's free shipping in the U.S. The holidays are coming up. Order one of those hoodies for the wintertime. Maybe get some new shirts or tanks. Get ready for next year. Whatever you do, hit up garagegearclothing.com. Now, just remember, you can go to ourlifestylepodcast.com. I think it works best on an iPhone. I wish that it worked a little bit better on Android. But on the left side of our website, you can tap on the official OLP show calendar. When you tap on that, then tap where it says here. And that will allow for you to subscribe to our official calendar. It's a digital calendar. It just downloads basically to your phone. So it's simple. It, it goes right into your um, iPhone calendar. So if I look at the calendar, and this is what I do. So I try to add this stuff as it comes up, as I see it. And if you, if you, you know, basically go, hey, there's something coming up. You don't have it on your calendar. Uh, most of the stuff I'll add. You can email us, our lifestyle podcast 
at gmail.com or direct message me. I'm, I don't respond to Messenger a lot because I kind of don't have it on my phone and I go on the computer here and there about once a week. I try to spend less time online, but I will do my best to add events. Now, Rides by the River, this is a local kind of morning thing for us this Saturday, and it's something that's the third Saturday of every month. I know, shout out to Kirk from No Regrets. He now lives in Land Lake, so he's a Lando Lakeian patched in. It's kind of cool growing up in Land Lakes. Moved there uh, with my parents before I was a year old in good old 1979, and to have another mini trucker there from another uh, crew, like No Regrets, pretty cool stuff. So there's that on the calendar, and then the 9th, 10th, and 11th, well, excuse me, the 9th and 10th, you have Static Nationals, that's on there, so Rogersville, uh, Tennessee, you could go on Facebook to type in Static Nationals for more information, Um, maybe we'll try to talk more about that in the coming weeks, then you have Dropped N Destroyed 19, that's going down, they have a Facebook event page, and that's the 10th and 11th. And that event is in Uniontown, Ohio. So shout out to Johnny Garage Johnson and all the kinfolk up in Ohio. Hopefully they'll make it out there. That's the event that used to be at the prison where that movie was filmed that Mike probably never saw. Shawshank Redemption. There's downtown in Laughlin, Tropicana Hotel and Casino. That's the 16th, 17th, and 18th of September. That's a Seductive Minis. They have a website and you can buy tickets. And then Cruise to the Pines in Watson Lake Park, that is now going to be, of course, on October 1st. So they talked about that before. Last Resort is the 21st, 22nd, and 23rd. That's my son's birthday weekend in October. So that's kind of all we want to cover at this moment. Again, if I'm missing something, I apologize. Just email or direct message, and we'll do our best to get it added. The Key Show Updates is brought to you by our family at... The West Coast Influence, hit up minitruckfilm.com. Yes, you heard that right, minitruckfilm.com. Order a Blu-ray or DVD. Let Radar know that you listen to OLP. He might take care of you. He's a good dude. It's a documentary-style film about this scene of ours. So do us a favor. I know you're probably thinking from a from an OLP podcast updates, man, ODB, you haven't read any new reviews lately. Yeah, that's right, because we haven't gotten any, okay? So if you're on an iPhone, do me a favor, open the pre-installed podcast app and leave a review. Um, You can tap five stars, but if you write a review, you can put your Instagram name. If you want to remain anonymous, that's okay. Uh, Just go ahead and um, type out whatever you want, and we'll make sure that we cover it. Now, I have gotten people asking, you know, hey, uh, as podcasts are on the rise, what else can we do? You know, I'm on Spotify. I'm on Pandora. Hey, all of these different podcasts, you can go in. Like, I'm looking at Spotify right now. You can type on the rating, and you can tap five stars. That helps us, okay? Um, you can't necessarily write a review unless you're on an iPhone or have access to an iPad or a Mac. Um, but certainly, anything you do, uh, there's actually 40. I want to thank the folks, 41 individuals that have given us a four- or a five-star review on Spotify. And we really appreciate that. Uh, we're at 4.9, and that's with 41 reviews. So big ups. Thank you guys so much. We really appreciate that. Now, I had hinted the last two weeks, well, guess what? We got our stuff together. Last Friday, we launched the new pre-sale for the OG Mini Trucking Magazine shirt that we're paying homage to Mini Trucking. Now, we did take off the magazine 
little wording that you know was on that logo, and we would ask if you get a chance and you want a pre-sale, uh, go out to ourlifestylepodcast.com. Now, the pre-sale is going to end on Sunday night, so late into the evening this Sunday, this weekend. We're going to uh, tally those orders. Got the spreadsheet already built. Enter the numbers. Hit send. That goes to Brant. Brant tallies them. We pay. And then from there, we're about two weeks out to, to print. From there, they're going to, you know, it's going to be a couple days to Mike. Mike's going to bag and tag with Mrs. Bayer, and then they're going to ship them out. One thing we always do now is when those orders are, um, or excuse me, when that box is sent from Graphic Disorder to Naples, the Murray Mansion, I blast out an email to everyone to say, hey, the shirts are on their way to us, right? Because I know sometimes you guys pre-sale and then a week goes by and then a couple weeks and this and that, and you guys get that anxiety like, man, I want to get my new shirt. Hey, rest assured, we got this down to a science. We're going to take care of you. We also have the skate deck, right? Joey at Get Decked is doing those skate decks for us. So get out there. We're going to have more merch coming, but get out there, place an order, show some love. You can even get the original mini truck and magazine style bumper sticker. We've got those for sale as well, ourlifestylepodcast.com. We want to give a huge shout out to Graphics Mafia. So if you need stickers, decals for your SEMA build, maybe you need to restock your brand's stickers, and you had somebody do it 10 years ago or you're almost out now, go to graphixmafia.com. Hit up Buddy. They're on Facebook. They're on Instagram. They're on TikTok. Hit them up. They will take care of you. They took a Colorado custom windshield banner, sticker, decal, whatever you want to call it, that was like 25 years old. Josh Ellis, shout out to the big homie, sent that one to me. They scanned it and they made it like a multicolored deal for me. So, uh, of course, my dumb ass hasn't stuck it on anything yet, and it's probably ruined, right? Because why would I want to stick it on anything? Because then it's gone, kind of. But regardless, Graphics Mafia, I got to hit them up. I need a couple more of these damn things so I can, you know, pit them up and not never peel them. <laughs> I don't know what my problem is. But Buddy and Ryan at Graphics Mafia hit them up. All right, so I waited a little while in this episode to share this, and I hate to say it, um, it's been a year since we lost our dear friend, really an ambassador to the scene of ours. It was Ernie Macias, and um, you know, I was looking back at my photos just the other day, and I knew it was the anniversary of his passing. And you know, I know some people were probably like, "Man, they didn't post it," and I'll post something this week. But you know, it's it's kind of heart wrenching because you know. I, I have all these dates saved and, and, you know, they pop up and, and it, you know, it's tough, right? Cause I mean, Ernie was beloved by so many people and, you know, we did, you know, we paid our respects to him. We made a little collage of kind of a video that we put on OLP's uh, podcast uh, YouTube channel, but you know, it gets tough, you know, and it's, it's, you know, I hate having the post RIP stuff, um, especially, you know, the, the many great people that we've lost. Um, you know, time sometimes makes it a little easier, but oftentimes it doesn't work. Um, so, you know, I just say to no regrets and his family and all of his friends and colleagues and just people that loved Ernie, may he rest in peace. Again, it's been a year since we lost him. Um, such a great loss for the car community. And, you know, to see what Steve's been doing, we got to get Steve on. I got to sit down with him um, at some point and hit him up. But to see what they're doing and, and, the excitement and the motivation and just the amazing kind of aurora 
that I think is the word, that you just see glowing from that Impala. Dude, from SEMA last year to all these different events, you know, his legacy certainly lives on. And to his boys, you know, um, you know, I wish you guys the best. And it was so comforting last year to see uh, so many people come together on some of the GoFundMes and stuff and just, you know, the outpouring of support from the car community, whether it's the lowrider guys or anyone in between, especially mini truckers. But uh, tip of the cap to no regrets and uh, rest in peace, Ernie Macias. Lastly, I do want to share uh, Jason Haymaker. So uh, shout out to Jay. He's a good dude, local Floridian. Um, he says, I was driving up to mom's the other night late thinking I'm almost 50 years old and I'm not ready to be without my mom. She passed peacefully at her home this morning, surrounded by her animals, just like she had wanted. What an adventure we had. And uh, it's sad, you know, because we, we continue to get older. Um, our loved ones, uh, we've seen a lot of folks pass these past couple years. So, you know, I don't take anything for granted. I try to remind myself every day of that. So uh, rest in peace to Jay Haymaker's mom. I think her name was Wendy Fisher-Williams. Airhead Nation updates. I know that's not easy to transition from. They're brought to you by Hammered Weekend Wear. You heard us give a shout-out earlier, but H-A-M-M-E-R-D, WeekendWear.com, one of those name brands in our scene, but certainly it has not happened overnight from Ron to what these new guys are doing in terms of you know just going across the country, kind of covering the areas that Ron can't. It is fantastic. So to Adam, I know Dizzy helps a lot, Adam's family. Uh, go out there and show them some love. H-A-M-M-E-R-D, WeekendWear.com. Even if you buy uh, just something small, maybe some stickers, they've got hats. And then also at these different shows, they've got skate decks as well with all their famous graphic disorder artwork. Shout out to graphic disorder, Eric Brandt, the owner, Shelly, uh, Brandon Shelley, the owners, then of course, you know, Eric kind of there in the catbird seat, really doing some amazing stuff. But really, to everyone there, I know Andrew is so easy to work with and email uh, when he kind of sends you what you need and you go, hey, you know, just this little thing, boom, done. Graphic disorder, we've said it many, many times. This is just a shameless plug. Great people to work with. Get on their list now if you want artwork, okay? Because I tell you what, Brandon is probably pulling his hair out up there. It's good for business, but you you're on that list. You're six, seven, eight, nine months out, right? Some craziness like that. Don't quote me on the times. Just hit them up uh, on their website, Graphic Disorder. Shout out to the team. So I think that's it for the main audio. What I'm going to do is um, stop, stick with me. I'm going to go down a little bit of memory lane and kind of share some stuff with you guys that you probably didn't know. Um, I know you hear me talk enough, but I've been wanting to really talk about this when I purchased my Chevy S10, the 9FO S10, 25 years ago this month. I was getting ready to start Hillsborough Community College, and I want to go down that little bit of story. I think it's going to tie in. Hopefully, I can get this video filmed and out on our YouTube channel uh, that will also tie into this little bit of a story. But I'll go over that, kind of talk about some of where I came from in terms of my truck, um, the rapid progression of it, and then how it ended up being finished in 2012 to debut and win Best uh, Mini Truck at Showfest. And then, of course... Really, I think it's easy to say that it was really finished in 2021 because I took it back to Jimmy's Running Customs. I think it was uh, February 2021. Him and Tim, they did like a massive punch list and did a bunch of things that Jimmy uh, wasn't able to do uh, because I had to take the truck from there back in February 2012 to take it up to Big Body. So I'll kind of cover some of those details 
And I think you guys will enjoy the little bit of a story, and it will kind of fill in some of the gaps of, you know, my, I guess to use Ronnie's word, lineage uh, in this mini truck scene of ours. So uh, stick with us, continue to rock with us, and we want to, again, give a huge shout-out to to Custom Car Show Productions. Their next event is Slidell, Louisiana. It's the weekend before Thanksgiving. And then after that, their next event will be in the March time period, which is going to be Orange Beach Invasion, which, of course, takes place in Orange Beach, Alabama. Let's keep it going. Yo, yo, so it's ODB. I said earlier we're going to take a little trip down memory lane and kind of give you guys the Reader's Digest version, if I can, of the legend of Bada Bing, as I always kind of post about. Now, I know, you know, some people will appreciate the story. Others might go, hey, seen the post, you know, whatnot. Um, what I would say is if you want to see kind of a visual, uh, go on YouTube and type in Built to Cruise. Built, number two, Cruise, and then Bada Bing. Jeremy, uh, they came out um, two years ago, and uh, they did some uh, footage at the crib. And, um, you know, things have since changed since then. The truck went to Jimmy's about a year and a half ago, and they did a huge punch list. But I wanted to go down and talk a little bit about the history of the truck. Uh, it ties into this time period. And also, you'll hear I'm a little under the weather, so I kind of uh, wanted to keep the content coming. I knew you guys would appreciate it, um, and that's what we're going to do now. So in 1997, I graduated, and I was fresh out of high school. My first car, I never really talk about it, was a Ford Mustang, okay? My good friends, Mark and David, they're twins. Their dad was real successful, car lots, carpet stores. They always had a lot of money, so they kind of always had the cool stuff, right? And uh, David had a convertible maybe in 89, and um, a black car I used to ride in. That was the first convertible I ever rode in. Fell kind of in love uh, with that whole live life topless life. And then uh, Mark had a regular Mustang, right, a hatchback. So I ended up getting that. It had a f- cool first car. I mean, it had a Viper Alarm. It had a JL Bandpass box. It had a CD player. I was on top of the world. But I always knew that I wanted to get a truck. And I've said this in the past. My dad really wasn't a wrencher, so to speak. Uh, he did have the 59 Apache that he had restored, kind of a, a, a semi-restoration. He drove that truck every day for a long time. You know, he didn't put a ton of money in it, but it was painted, engine rebuilt, stuff like that. So when it came time around, I think, 94 for me to get my license, I really didn't have the means or even a covered area at the house to really go and work on anything, right? They had a shed they had built in the 80s and and you know, that kind of actually was uh, where they hoisted, they, they had a, a hoist on that. That's what they ended up using for, to put the engine, I think, in my dad's old truck and things like that. But really didn't have the, you know, the the wherewithal to, you know, have the resources to do kind of things I wanted to do because I had been reading trucking and uh, mini trucking, you know, back to, you know, 93-ish. Uh, I can kind of trace my lineage back to trucking to about 93 because I remember I still have that issue that I bought. Had dualies on the cover. I posted about it a long time ago. I'll have to dig it out. But, um, you know, I love those, you know, big-hipped trucks like many of us do. And, you know, I remember reading the magazines and, and all that stuff. But basically, I get out of high school and I thought it was August, but 
I actually went through this folder I haven't been through in years, and I just found this stuff. Uh, Ruben Artiaga uh, called me tonight. We just recorded. You heard him earlier. We were just shooting the shit, and I told him, man, I dug through. According to this paperwork, it was uh, July 30th of 97, so 25 years ago. Basically, uh, rest in peace to my dad. You know, we go down to the A1 Auto Brokers. I had seen this truck, 94S10, in the Auto Trader. And um, I had an opportunity after I had bought the Mustang to buy the truck that got me into mini trucking, which was Chris Lopez's 88 Mitsubishi Mighty Max. But of course, then I, I, I had already bought something and I didn't have the means to go, well, I'm going to buy this other $5,500 truck. That's what it was at the time. Just didn't have the funds in our family to kind of do that kind of stuff, right? So over the course of time, I always knew I wanted to get a truck. And so basically July 30th, 97, I go down and I had found the truck. And like I said, the auto trader, auto traders back then were like a dollar twenty-five, right? And I would always look through there. You'd see many trucks. We almost went all the way out to New Smyrna, I think it was. There was an extended cab S10 out there that was owned by a doctor. And, you know, it had... um uh, stereo and a bunch of cool stuff. And, you know, for me at that age, even though I had graduated, I was a little older than when I had the car. Again, I still didn't have the, uh, you know, the resources to go, Hey, I'm going to go start blowing stuff apart and things like that. I hadn't really met uh, my buddy, Paul and I, you know, we were good friends and, you know, he was into stereo. My buddy, Mark had the Mustang. He taught me how to change brakes and stuff at an early kind of early age. So I learned stuff that way. But, you know, that's kind of what I had. My dad worked a lot. So what I ended up doing was I went and I bought this truck. Now, I only have one photo of it from, I, I think I still have it. I got to find it. It was clipped out of the auto trader. I almost threw it away years ago and I said, nah, I should keep it. And I'm glad I did. It was actually uh, up on this like rack. And it was the weirdest thing because it was one of these racks that I guess they used to have them at car lots where it, it, the back of it would... They'd push the back down, and it was like a big skateboard ramp with just two ramps, right? And then you'd drive up, and as it got up to the top, it would leverage over, and then boom, it would like kind of fall into place. It was the weirdest thing, and it just sat up there. And when he would back down, he'd go up in the thing and back down, and it would the ramps would kind of fall back, hit the ground, and you'd come down. It was it was totally weird. But basically, we go, we buy the truck. I, th- I always thought of it as like August 97 because I was getting ready to start community college, so... To kind of fast forward all this stuff, I end up getting the truck about this time, 25 years ago, and I start ordering parts. And kind of the way everything went is I start going to community college. I'm commuting this truck every day, right? The truck didn't have air conditioning, and I was kind of frustrated with that. So they said, hey, we can have AC installed, kind of an aftermarket deal. This was a base model truck. It had the mats in it. It had the the cheap, not even the Dumbo meters. It had the roll pan, which was kind of cool. And, um, it literally, it didn't have AC it came from Colorado. So get AC installed in, and I'm driving this long commute every day to go to community college. Well, of course, at this point I start reading the magazines more and I start figuring out what I want to do. So I found some receipts and it's kind of crazy to think later that year, I go to Topper King on, um, late October and I buy a topper for it. That's what I always wanted, right? They're not camper shells, right? Randy? And um, get the topper for it. And I start meeting people. I meet a guy that works at Buzz Off, a local alarm place that becomes Maxim down the road. Met a guy through a friend that worked at Pet Boys, but he did side work. And he's like, yeah, I can do this stuff. I can install your shocks. I can 
The other guy at Buzz Off was like, hey, we can do spindles, come by, boom, let's do it. So I start kind of learning, you know, literally late 97, we start doing all this, you know, different things to the truck. So 98 comes around, and um, I end up going to a place called the Price or Price Truck Stop. It was in Scottsdale, Arizona. I remember, I think they advertised in Truckin' or somewhere. And on September 21st, 98, I ordered my centerline wheels. Now, get ready for this. Centerline 17 by 7 Cobras. Okay, a lot of guys had centerlines back then. I loved these wheels. They were $197 a piece. Seven eighty-eight, right? Total tires were five fifty-one. No mountain balance fees. Build antenna twenty-five. Wheel locks. Blah blah blah. Boom. So late ninety-eight, I get the wheels. I take it to Slamfest, and you know, super clean truck. I meet Jordan and Fester there. Uh, they were kind of in line, and they're like, "Dude, this truck's super clean." And you know, I had like an air dam on it lowered uh, stereo that Paul had done, you know, a bunch of little things. And I mean, it was a clean truck. It really was even, I think by today's standards, uh, engine bay was super clean and whatnot. So fast forward, I end up, uh, there's a local Sam's club up by us and I see this blazer that's pretty much laid out in the front, real low in the back. I leave a note underneath the windshield wiper deal. And I say, Hey man, I'm in the trucks. Uh, My name's Jason. Dude, I dig this thing you know, would love to, to link up with you, man, like, and talk trucks or whatever. So end up forging that relationship with a guy named Russ. Um, we became good friends, uh, met Chris through, you know, through Russ, I think it was, they had been kind of exotic dreams. I think Chris was, and you know, Russ was into stuff. He had the blazer. I think he had hydraulics on the front and then eventually he bagged the back or something like that. But we became like tight knit three homies, Going to out-of-state shows, you know, Nopi 99, Nopi 2000, um, Showfest 2000, boom, we start going to all these shows. But basically from there, I end up bagging the truck. It was like probably early 99, late 98. Um, If I bought the wheels in 98, September, I don't remember if the truck was bagged, but basically because I met Russ and Chris... I met Matt Torgerson. So Matt, he's a listener. He follows us on YouTube. You know, he's someone I call a friend. He moved from Longwood up to the Carolinas, right? And he's kind of doing his own thing. So shout out to Matt. So basically, they're like, yeah, we go to this guy, Matt, in Longwood. And I'm thinking, dude, that's like two hours away. Like, man, that's, you know, my scope is Land Lakes, Tampa. You know, why are you guys going over there? It's like, hey, it's good work, yada, yada, yada. So I'm like, cool. So by the time I meet him, he's like, yeah, I can bag your truck, you know, order the Pete and Jake's, quarter-inch lines, bags, all that stuff. Bags it, again, late 98, early 99. Well, around that time, like Chris was talking about body dropping his Isuzu and other stuff, and Matt at this time has already body dropped like over 20 vehicles, you know, 22, 24, 25. I forget what my truck ended up being, but he kind of had them numbered. And if you recall, when Randy was on recently with Tim and Todd, Randy talked about, you know, them being some of the first body drops because they were like, boom, uh, you know, Matt knew what he's doing. Let's do it. Now, Matt was really good at like channeling and doing that kind of stuff. And when my truck got bagged, let's just say early 99, well, then I ended up having a body dropped late 99. And I know that because we took it off the jack stands and we drove the blood drag 2000, which... I think he worked on it late fourth quarter 99 into 2000, and that's when um, he was able to body drop it on 17s and retain the air condition. You know, I remember people 
uh, in Texas going, hey, you know, you can't do it because the AC box and, you know, this and that. And it was, you know, that, that was the era, right, uh, of guys going, hey, everybody was kind of figuring stuff out. So, you know, body dropped, 17-inch wheels, topper, uh, shave door handles, uh, raised um, C-notch, you know, deal in the back. And boom, we drive to West Palm in February 2000, right? So everything is good. By then, I think I think I had sold the wheels at one point to Russ, and then I acquired them back. And I had the center lines, and then years later I sold them to, I think it was um, – Jordan, which is uh, Fester's brother from from Florida, and I I think hopefully they're still down there. I'd love to reacquire them at some point. But you know, basically from there, you know, the truck gets body dropped, right? And I'm driving this truck every day, and 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 I got to give credit to Matt because I tell you, driving that truck body dropped every day, it, it was like driving at stock. I mean, it was basically you know the seat. If you've ever driven a body drop truck that's channeled where the floor is raised, basically, you know, the seat was up didn't have tilt steering, but the way I kind of had my seat and all that, dude, I drove that truck around without a dash in it, just with my cluster there. And, uh, dude, it was fine. I mean, I drove it all the time. I really loved the truck and, you know, start getting into early two thousands and we start going, Oh, you know, we need to, we're looking at the magazine. We need to go bigger. Right. Um, you know, Jimmy had been doing the front end swaps, you know, guys in the West coast have been doing it. And, you know, that's when Russ and I start kind of going, man, let's, let's, you know, take it to the next level. You know, Russ was talking about blowing his engine apart, doing a Corvette rear end, one off firewall. Um, you know, I'm talking about doing an Envoy front end, you know, a full frame or three quarter frame. So we kind of start pushing Matt and, and saying, Hey man, let's, let's go, you know, this guy, Kerry Iacino's out there and, and his team at IF and KRZ, you know, they're doing these stock floor. That's when the term was really coming big. And if you guys go back and listen to Kerry's episode, uh, you know, we talk about that kind of term and how, you know, it came about and whatnot. But I say all that because, you know, we start really pushing Matt. And at that point, you know, Matt takes the truck apart. And, you know, I, I think I took it apart and brought it to him. And, you know, it was three-quarter frame. We're going to do this crazy rear setup and all this. Well, at that point, um, kind of forget what year it is. You know, we're talking 303, 04, 05. You know, things start to, you know, like focus on my career uh, I met my girlfriend at the time who later became my wife. And, you know, I had just bought a house in September of four, you know, the truck was basically sitting on my carport forever, you know, and it had the frame that Matt did and a bunch of the body work, you know, we took it to a couple shows like that and, you know, it was a cool thing. And then at that time I had already acquired my suburban, Matt had bagged it and I was driving that every day. I mean, the big blue suburban gas tank hanging down in the back scraping everywhere, loving that thing. And forget when it was, but Matt ended up moving out of state. And I kind of thought to myself, well, you know, this truck is like probably never going to get finished, right? And that's what people told me. But I always told myself it would, okay? I remember people going, man, this thing is never going to get done. And I was like convinced that it was going to, right? You know, you got to have that focus. I say that because Basically, when Matt leaves and he moves, you know, I could have still taken the truck up there, but I basically put it on the back burner. You know, I'm driving the nitrogen bottled uh, Suburban every day. Thing is super low, super crazy stereo that Paul built. And I start talking to Jimmy because at the time, Scraping Customs, you know, they're laying stuff out like, boom, body dropped, frames, this and that. And I had came back from Showfest. I was riding in a dually 
that one of the severed Utah guys had. It was a white one, I think, an OBS. I want to say it was Utah. And that thing was just, dude, I got photos of it somewhere. I mean, that thing was just laid out. I don't know if they Z'd the front or what, but, I mean, dude, that that front was just so damn low. And I talked to Jimmy. I was like, man, I really, I really want to lay my truck out. You know, I got this bigger truck now. You know, all of us mini truckers, most of us, you know, migrated from minis to full sizes in some way, form, or fashion. And so he said, okay, cool, we got you on the list. So then time starts going by, and I'm going, you know, I'm driving this truck every day. I love it. Why am I going to blow something else apart? Really, where's my priority? If I don't focus on the S10, what was going to happen is what everybody said. It's never going to get done. So fast forward, I think it was January, and I have to look back, 09. My dad and I, rest in peace, Papa Smurf, we take the truck to Scraping Customs. And, um, you know, they bring it in. It's on a weekend. Boom, boom, boom. Yep, we got all your stuff. We know what we're going to do. We had already talked about it, full frame, this and that. He kind of convinced me afterwards because he goes, look, the caliber that you want to build this truck, if we start doing the things you want to do, we, we might as well build a frame. You know, let's do it like this. Let's do it like that. So they end up – so if you think about it, it the truck was at Scraping – Again, I'm, I'm going by memory in January 09. They start really getting hot and heavy a couple months later, building the full frame, cut the inside of the bed out, build the inside of the bed that lifts up, cut the entire floor, entire firewall gone. Like literally, it's the shell, the spindles, bedsides, tailgate, and the front of the bed. That's all that remains of that original truck that I literally drove every day from my house in Land Lakes to downtown Tampa, right? So the truck from January 09, you know, you go 2010, 11, and I always wanted to debut the truck at Showfest. We had been going to Showfest. Showfest had had stopped after some of the issues they had kind of mid-2000s. Uh, they had brought it back, of course, at Tunica, and we took the chassis up there in 2010, blew some people's minds with the, the billet, the powder coat, Man, it was a lot of fun, and uh, that's the year Don had his S10 there, and um, that's the old uh, groundbound S10. Uh, He wins Best of Show Mini. Well, two years later, we come back, bring the truck. I remember Don looking in it and and just kind of smiling. I was looking. I I just happened to look over from afar, and I saw Don there kind of kneeled down, looking in there, like shaking his head, like, damn, dude, the guy did it. And it was a really good feeling. Because when we debuted it, Jimmy had drove Chick's Ride all the way up there. I think he charged the AC. I don't know if the AC worked the whole way up, but, dude, he drove Chick's Ride there. So we had Chick's Ride, former mini truck year uh, of the year truck. We had Bada Bing. Bada Bing wins best of show. And um, when I took the truck out of Jimmy's that February, I had seen Big Body uh, through Mini Truck Magazine. I had seen his work, and I said, dude, this is the interior guy. So we had made a deal. I had made a deal to take it in February up to Tennessee. My dad and I took it. We picked it up basically the Friday. So we, I think I took the whole week off. We were there a couple days, my wife and I. And Big Body and those guys did such a great job. They made sure the truck got done. All these little punch list things that we kind of had to present the truck the way we needed to, um, you know, got done, right? So... We took the truck, you know, again, it wins best to show mini truck, mind blown. Of course, none of us do it for trophies. It was just like to get the truck there is the sever 10th anniversary. Like it was like all the stars aligned. 
Um, but along the way, you think of like Josh Garman. Uh, he had a company called Hellbound Studios, I think it was. He painted the truck, the base coat. There was a guy, Tahano. He came and did the 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 uh, airbrush work that I really wanted to have. I remember, you know, kind of seeing even Anthony's Izuzu and saying, dude, that airbrush work. There was a couple trucks in sport truck. I was like, dude, I love that airbrush. And Tahano came all the way over from like Daytona area to do that work at Josh's place. And, you know, you think about my buddy uh, Paul that built the speaker box for it. Um, that's one thing that Big Body and them retained because that was just the box there. And then they built all the other stuff. Um, but I tell you, Jimmy Shane at Scraping Customs, and then I remember the day that Jimmy called me and said, hey, man, don't freak out, but I'm going to be branching off. You know, it was time, and, you know, I'm not going to go down that whole story, but basically Shane and him were doing all the work at this place, you know, and they had this guy there that owned the shop and whatnot, and I think Jimmy, you know, enough people had pushed him to say, dude, your work is amazing. You know, you shouldn't have to be working here 50, 60 hours a week. And, you know, not making a decent, you know, whatever that situation was, you know, hey, you need to kind of open your wings and, and go do your thing. And I give all the credit to, you know, Jane or Shane and Jimmy for all the work they did early on because all of that foundation was done. And then when Jimmy moves right down the way, um, you know, he told me that day on the phone call, he says, hey, man, you know, we'll finish your truck. We got to figure this out. And, you know, it wasn't the best situation, you know, on, on everyone's part, but, you know, Jimmy is a man of his word and he, you know, did so much to kind of bring that truck, um, you know, to the finish line. And, um, you know, I'm really appreciative of it. And even the early days with Russ and Chris, you know, the things I learned from them, you know, being in Severed, meeting a lot of guys, you know, even Mitch Rawl, I remember him, you know, helping me get, you know, some parts and, you know, we were at the, um, like front tour one year and he's like, Oh yeah, go ahead. I talked to Bill, you know, we'll call you on Monday and you can pay for the parts that way you don't have to have shipping and you know, stuff like that. And it, you know, that that's probably stuff for the suburban, but you know, just all this different stuff going through my mind, you know, reminiscing about it. But basically, you know, the truck comes out when I take it out of Jimmy's, it goes to big bodies after show fest. A lot of people don't know. We took it right back to big bodies. He had a couple small things he wanted to do. The speakers were not mounted in the center console at show fest. And if you look, um, I picked the truck up right before Camp and Drag in 2012. My dad and I drove up, loaded the truck, detailed it, whatever. And then we went to Camp and Drag, and that was the second show it was at. And it had a damn good run. And I think about, you know, all the times with its static drop back in the day, bagged, bodied really within probably about a year, drove it daily, right? Then blew it apart. It got a three-quarter frame, never got finished on the back burner. Then January 09-ish, my dad's birthday, take it to Jimmy's, you know, at the time, scraping customs. And then you've got that two or three years um, of it being built there. And again, that was fantastic times. Now, a lot of people go, hey, was it like a 10-year journey? It really was. If you think back to when it really got blown apart and that three-quarter frame was built. So the trucks really had three chassis. I mean, there's crazy kind of story behind, you know, each version, and you kind of got the Reader's Digest there. But thinking back and seeing that I bought the wheels on September 21st, 98, and, you know, $788, and bringing back all these memories of the good times of mini trucking. I think the coolest thing was is, you know, you pick up the phone, you order the parts. You know, I, I found all these things where I was taking the grill to get painted when I was driving it every day, and it was like all that, I don't want to say instant gratification, but it was like, it was more easily attainable. You know, nowadays, 
a lot of us wait because, you know, we want to have good work done and things like that and, you know, full frames and this and that and the stuff Jimmy's doing, you know, people are waiting a long time for it because it's such good quality work. And that's something I've learned over time, you know, to have that patience. But because I never brought the truck really back to Jimmy, there were always like these little bugs and it was nothing he caused. It was really stuff I caused, you know, maybe the truck had overheated, um, you know, maybe there was a relay sticking on, um, you know, these one, you know, this one little thing was leaking, you know, this and that. So basically 2012, the truck really never goes back, I don't think, to Jimmy's. Maybe it did for just some minor thing. I don't remember. But basically um, last year, which was 2021, so kind of nine years in, um, I had been talking to Jimmy a couple of years and he goes, hey, uh, we were going to bring the Lincoln in. Well, I got to thinking, I was like, you know, the the S10, by by then I had the engine rebuilt. So Tony's dad rebuilt it after a shop rebuilt it. And I kind of think I know what caused some of those issues. It was like the air cleaner really should have been used that, you know, that was built, you know, by Big Body and those guys, uh, you know, for show fast. But, you know, I left it on, you know. And I think it was like sucking in debris and, and you know, that's no slight against them. It just, you know, it was my, my negligence, right? And I caused some kind of issues. And when you watch the built to cruise, you know, you kind of see like, you know, the truck had its its woes. So the truck, you know, goes to all these shows. It has a lot of success. You know, it starts, the engine starts to lock up. Uh, shout out to Vic, my homie, my brother, you know, Vic and others, uh, they come and help me. You know, we take the engine out. The whole front end is one piece. It all has to come out together. Um, you know, we take all that out, take the engine out. Uh, Tony Boss Boland's dad amazing engine builder. He pretty much works on big rigs, right? 18 wheelers. But occasionally Tony will say, Hey man, you know, Jay needs this. Uh, he had just rebuilt a 4.3 for a little blazer he had. That's what's in my truck. When I drove it every day, it had the 2.4, 2.2. Loved that engine. It was a stick shift. And the ironic thing was, you know, again, when Russ and I start going, Hey, we want to do front end swap, engine swap, full interior, this, that, that's when I started going, well, I'm going to get a different engine. You know, I want an automatic. I want a six-cylinder, you know, and by today's standards, you just drop in a 350 or an LS motor. But, um, you know, that motor had been built once. Tony's dad rebuilt it again, and I kind of got through all of those woes basically um, a couple years ago. Tony's dad rebuilds it. I tinkered with it some. You know, I had some issues with the fuel system and this and that, and I was like, you know, it's a little bit outside of my expertise. At the time, I did not have a lift. And, you know, there's a lot of custom work on that truck. So last February, I took it to Jimmy. And, you know, we had, again, been talking a couple years. And I was kind of on the list to do a punch list. And him and, um, you know, they, they just took care of it, dude. Uh, him and Tim, they did a ton of stuff. And because the engine was rebuilt, you know, it was like they primed the engine. They redid uh, the spider injector on it, which I think I had changed, like, a couple times new fuel pump, clean the fuel lines, the valve diaphragms were all leaking, you know, all that stainless hard line that comes under the cab, you know, had to get new valves, you know, change some seals here and there. And I mean, they just did an amazing punch list. And what was so cool was picking it up. Ron was in town from Hammered Weekend Wear and we took his dually over and we picked it up and, uh, you know, we had posted and some people were like, oh, Ron, are you buying the S10? You're bringing it home. And, you know, we had some fun little conversation going here and there. But I say all that because, you know, it, it was kind of a wild ride to think 25 years ago this month, give or take a day, bought the truck, and it's seen so many different situations. It debuts in 2012, and then, you know, 2000, 
21, it, it kind of really gets finished. You know, it's doing a burnout at Jimmy's. At that point, it really didn't even have one full mile on it, believe it or not. And uh, that's crazy. Um, but, you know, I am pretty obsessive with things. But, you know, I had only driven it, like, on and off the trailer or in and out of the trailer at the time. I had it enclosed. So, you know, it's been it's been a great road. Um, and I had a lot of good times, like, looking back at some of these receipts, um, you know, thinking back to when my dad helped me get the truck, going to college, um, ordering parts from Pirate Customs. I don't know if you guys remember that place. They were up in, uh, what, Idaho, I think it was. And um, they, that's where I ordered the 2002 GMC Envoy Grill. That's when, you know, I made the decision we're going to graft on this front end. Uh, they were Idaho, Boise, Idaho. And, you know, just looking back at all this stuff, you know, the alarm I had installed and the, you know, the wheels, $788. I mean, you can't even buy almost one wheel for that price now. And there's just so many good memories, and I'm just glad that I kept the truck. Uh, after my dad passed, you know, I, I did think about selling it. And, um, you know, I had some of those hiccups, but the good thing is, and the moral of the story, I guess, you know, to sound like an old person is just stick with it, right? If you got a project that you think is like never going to get done, if it's time, money, uh, the know-how, there's plenty of people out there and there's even more resources now, um, with the internet, you know, people like Ron Francis wiring helped me out so much because I didn't know how to, you know, make that engine run with the factory harness, Ron Francis Wiring, you know, boom, they come in. And there's so many different companies, Colorado Custom, Bill at the time, you know, helping out. And, and again, you know, I've given credit. I continue all these years later to give credit to all these different shops and companies. And I'm sure that I'm forgetting some people. And if I am, I'm sorry. But um, you guys know I tag the hell out of you. You probably get sick of it. But it's been very cool. And then if you watch Built to Cruise, you know, it won the Mini Truck Magazine 2013 Mini Truck of the Year, you know, thanks to Ernie Macias. I think he was like that last casting vote. They kind of put me over the top, and uh, you know it was a good feeling, right? To one get on the cover that year, and then it was on November twenty second, twenty thirteen. It was the fiftieth anniversary of JFK's assassination. My dad and I were downtown. I got a call from Ryan at In the News. Ironically enough, he's back in business. I don't think it's called In the News, but he's making plaques again, Ryan Sumner. And he said, "Hey, did you get the news?" And I said, "I don't know what you're talking about." And he said, well, I've got some mock-ups here. He's like, do you want me to tell you? Do you want to wait? And I was like, what's going on? And he said, hey, your truck, one truck of the year. So pretty cool stuff. Again, 2013 and, you know, just very, very cool. Um, the last thing that I want to cover, you know, I know some of you guys probably appreciate the story. I'm a little under the weather, a little hoarse, as you can tell. But here's a couple things that I always get questions on. And, you know, I guess you could kind of say, you know, some Easter eggs um, slash, you know, did you know? So number one, a lot of people think that the frame is the tank. Uh, Jimmy has built a few vehicles, including Chick's Ride, um, the Forerunner. That's kind of changed hands a couple times. You know, the frame is not the tank. Okay, what he did do is they took a tank that they had gotten through some guy that was able to get this piece of, and they welded it in the very far back of the frame. Okay, actually, it's not all the way in the back. It's before the fuel cell. So that that is technically where the air is at, right? Then you have two hard lines that go over the axle, over the pumpkin, and they kind of go up and they split to right to left, right, towards the frame. And that's where you've got your feeder lines over to the valves. The valves then feed the air, of course, the front bags and the rear bags. The rear bags are inverted, so they're upside down. 
And a lot of people don't know this, but he came up with that idea because we wanted to make it where there was no airline coming in. The way the bars and the suspension they built that all got chromed, that stuff, uh, there would have been no easy way to run the airline. So with that being said, the cool thing is you look at the bags and you go, man, like where's the airline? How does it get in there? That's one of the things I get asked a lot. I also get asked a lot, you know, do you drive the truck? I've driven the truck some since then, and it's so awesome. I, I, I um, go in there. I click the little Ron Francis battery disconnect, turn it on. Truck starts right up. I can drive it. I don't drive it a lot because it's really, I don't think of it as a driver truck. It's more of a show truck. We did run, I did run the wire for the taillights for the Ron Francis wiring, but we never put taillights in it. That's one thing that eventually we'll do. We didn't do it with that punch list because we had other things we had to do. But a lot of people will look and stare at the rear and they're like, where are the taillights? And we had this vision to run like this bar maybe up underneath, uh, right close to the roll pan um, that would have lights in it. And you'd be able to take it off at shows or kind of hook it back on. You know, a couple different ideas. There's a few other things I've toyed around with. Um, I've got some ideas to kind of change it up. A little bit, nothing crazy, but what I am going to do is I am going to take a break with it. You know, the truck has been on the scene for more than 10 years because if you think back to Showfest 2010, the chassis and even, you know, going to shows before, I was taking it under construction and, you know, a lot of people have seen it. I'm going to, you know, put it to rest. Uh, last year, I took it to three shows. So it went to Mini Nats. It won an award, I think, Jason Bell had given it an award, and I, th- I thank him for that. And I think um, hopefully uh, Diggity Dom ended up with that award because I didn't want to accept it. You know, I thought, hey, you know, give the awards to the kids, you know, the, the people that really appreciate the trucks. And, and, and Don, Diggity Dom, he loves Bada Bing. So thank you, Dom. Um, also, it went to Made of Steel here in the greater Tampa area. And then lastly, it went to Scraping the Coast. I got a chance to hang out with Tim Davis, a.k.a. TD, and uh, we took a photo. He drove the truck, his truck over there, and we took a photo side by side, and it was just a great feeling. You know, I got a lot of respect for Tim and so many other people in this truck scene. And certainly, again, I probably didn't name everyone, including my parents and my wife, you know, for sticking with me. But all that stuff over the course of time has kind of made me who I am. And I really appreciate everyone kind of coming back here every week, listening to the podcast. And uh, we just know the scene wouldn't be where we are if it wasn't for all the great people, the builders, the enthusiasts, and uh, certainly, you know, the OGs from the 70s, 60s, 80s, whatever, you name it, there's a lot of good people out there. But again, uh, much love and respect to Jimmy and Shane and all the people that have touched the truck over the course of time and maybe even contributed just a helping hand. You know, I've learned not to stress things. And again, my last thing would be if you've got a truck or something that you want to finish a house a shop, whatever your goal is. I think uh, George McFly said, if you put your mind to it, you can accomplish anything. And that's truly what I believe. So I think I've talked enough. You guys heard me enough on this episode. I'm tired. It's been a long week. But hey, the streak continues. We get great numbers from streams, and we can't thank you guys enough. So maybe I'll see if Colorado Custom will honor some of these uh, throwback prices to 2009 when I bought the South Beach wheels. Yeah, right. Stay on the rise, my friends. Hopefully, we'll hit you next week. Poss- probably going to be a best of episode, and um, but we'll keep it fresh. Stay on the rise. We out here. Peace. Mm-hmm.